Zeus Sports Podcast, presented by the Columbia Daily Tribune. Hello and welcome to another Mizzou Sports Podcast. My name is Eric Blum, breaking down Mizzou athletics every week here on the show. Usually I'm going to be joined by Kevin Grayler going forward, our sports editor, but he is on vacation right now, taking a little bit of a trip to St. Louis before everything gets going underway this fall. He'll be back next time we record one of these, so I'm flying solo uh, to record the intro for this. We'll be joined uh, in about 10, 15 minutes or so by uh, actually our managing editor, Charles uh, Westmoreland. You might actually recognize his voice when you hear him a little bit later. Uh, he's the one who recorded the fifth down game versus, uh, I think it was Nebraska, uh, interview kind of segment, the one that led into a lot of the episodes uh a couple months ago, kind of recording, say, how he became a fan of the Tigers, how he got his introduction to Mizzou Athletics. He's actually, his last day at the paper is today, Friday, the 21st of June. Uh, so, yeah, he'll be joining us a little bit later, giving him a little bit of a quiz on Mizzou trivia. You know, we had, we've had a few goodbyes here lately with Danny uh, and then Cam and... Uh, obviously, Garrick is no longer with us, and uh, and then obviously now with Charles. So, we've had... a. a more than our fair share of goodbyes we've had to make on the show uh, as of late, and we're just having another one. But uh, don't worry, I'll be sticking around. Kevin will be sticking around. Uh, we'll be doing this thing going forward from here on out, but Kevin's just not sitting across me right now. Uh, I just wanted to have some quick housekeeping uh, c- catch-up items before we get into the interview with Charles here. Uh, last night was the NBA draft. Uh, Tay Porter was not drafted, kind of widely speculated to be a late second-round pick and didn't go. Uh it kind of dawned on me that Jonte wouldn't be going once we saw Bull Bull fall from Oregon, the guy who was the top five recruit in the country last year, kind of fall because of injuries. And Jonte isn't as highly rated as him. And when Bull Bull falls from kind of a well-thought first-round pick to, I'd say, you know, I think Bull Bull was 44. He was drafted by the Heat, but then ended up, uh, I think ended up with the Nuggets with Michael Porter Jr., uh, he, yeah, he when he a guy like that falls that far, Jonte kind of same thing with Jonte. I guess only retore his ACL for the second time, like back in March, back in late February, around there. Uh, so yeah, Jonte, as of when we were recording this, hasn't landed with the team yet. We talked to Conzo this morning that he hasn't talked to him at, at least as a couple hours ago either. Uh, doesn't know what his thoughts are. He can't return to school. Obviously, now we know that got clarification that the rule is kind of being passed by the NCAA hasn't been ratified yet where a guy who still has eligibility left can return if he's not drafted uh but Jonte's not eligible for that yet so he'll have to try and get I guess a summer league opportunity see how that goes uh, and it was kind of it was kind of dawned on me last night just how these drafts have gone for Mizzou athletes this year uh, you could have made a legitimate argument that a first round NFL draft pick NBA draft pick WNBA draft pick and MLB draft pick was coming to a Mizzou athlete with Drew Locke Sophie Cunningham Jonte Porter and Cameron Meisner and none of the four happened uh, just a weird trend this year I know Sophie was the 13th overall pick in the WNBA draft uh, but technically it was the first pick of the second round Cameron Meisner just missed out on it too being one of the competitive balance picks uh, in between the first and second round in the MLB draft but yeah uh 
We'll see where Jonte ends up, the former Tolton forward. Uh, won a state championship with Tolton here uh, back in 2016. Yeah, it has to be 2016. Uh, actually, on Thursday as well, the media met with Mizzou AD Jim Sterk. Still feels as confident uh, about the NCAA investigation. Still, uh, you know, really... Is good about feels confident about the case that they've presented, and obviously we talked about it, you know, on the on the podcast before, uh, what you know kind of case they've presented and how the appeal process has gone for them. Uh, you know, it also said that something interesting to me is that uh, he feels like with how the athletic teams have done, they've kind of earned fans' trust back from coiling back from kind of the move from the Big 12 to the SEC that they kind of knew what they were doing, kind of, you know, it, it took a while to earn that trust back, and it seems like they've done it. At least uh, Jim Strike feels like they're well on their way. Uh, you know, he hasn't talked anymore about the alcohol sales at the stadium yet. Uh, they've, you know, the big one of the big things coming out of that was that uh, MUPD actually is in favor of it. Uh, I don't know why that's a, it was a shock to some people, but it wasn't to me. But because when you look at schools like Ohio State, who have silicon in the stadium, it's less arrests, less incidents, whatever you call it, when you can have it in a controlled environment in the stadium. And there's ways of, I guess, limiting sales and things like that. But I, I honestly, I just, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's looking like Missouri will be having that by the West Virginia game on September 7th. We'll approve alcohol sales from Memorial Stadium, which will be pretty cool. Trying to think of it, about anything else that came out of the talk with Jim Sterk. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's that's kind of the big. That, that was kind of the big three. Uh, talked a lot about um, just how he feels about certain programs. Obviously, he feels strong about Robin and Conzo and Barry. And going back into Barry, the win, on Wednesday, the nineteenth, uh, the media had availability with Barry Odom. Uh, he, his thoughts on the NCA investigation, you know, it just kind of weighs on you. You know, he kind of joked that we'd uh, hear about it uh, once they're already in Wyoming. But, you know, uh, my official prediction, I guess we'll, we'll hear August 20th. That'll be my, my prediction. Uh, I do think the NCA still is cognizant of the, the, the scope of the situation, knowing that, there's you know, there's a season still to be played regardless of what their decision is. So my, it'll be probably be sometime between August 2nd and I really do think August let's say August, what's the Friday before they would leave? It'd be August 23rd. So somewhere in that three-week period, I really do think uh, Mizzou will hear back. And I that comes just from my own head. That's not that's official, just a prediction. Nothing I heard from Jim or Barry on that. Uh, you know, no other players besides Terry Petrie are in the transfer portal. You know, no seniors have left, which is pretty good. And they're, uh, Barry's, you know, kind of big thing was about, you know, the recruiting calendar, how it just seems earlier and earlier and earlier now they have to jump on these kids and how the NCAA allows, I guess, second semester juniors, so second semester high school juniors to now take visits and everything. And, you know, it, it's is that in the best interest of, you know, high school athletes to be having offers that early when you still have your entire senior year to play out? You know, that's something that Barry, Barry's kind of concerned about. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the three big items we had uh, coming out of, I guess, this week. The media also got a chance to talk to Mizzou head wrestling coach Brian Smith on Tuesday after he won the Kiwanis Club Don Farrow Sports Person of the Year, kind of given to someone who's, you know, had a longstanding excellence in the community. We got to talk to Brian Smith about that. That was in Wednesday's edition. That was cool to catch up with him. I talked about it, you know, his life in and outside of wrestling was pretty cool. Uh, another business item would be Akira Levy ended up with Vanderbilt. She was in the transfer portal. 
a couple weeks ago and then was testing it out and she ended up near her hometown of Baxter, Tennessee at Vanderbilt. She'll have to sit out the uh, the 2019-2020 season, uh, but she'll be eligible to play for the Commodores for 2020-2021. Mizzou assistant baseball coach Lance Rhodes uh, took the head coaching job at Southern Illinois. Uh, wish him the best, obviously. he did. It sounded like he did a really good job with their pitchers and just kind of being a right-hand man to Steve Beezer last year. So good job for him. Women's basketball and added Utah State, I guess, forward Shannon Duffesey, uh, originally from Australia. She is going to wear number five. Yeah, Lauren Aldridge's old number. Uh, so yeah, well, that'll be a quality addition for them. But she'll also have to sit out the 2019, uh, sorry, the 2019-2020 season. And uh, as, as, as the former prep reporter at the Tribune, I have to mention the Trivia Awards, which are on Monday at the Holiday Inn Executive Center. If you know any prep athletes in Columbia that want to attend, we'd be happy to have them. Tickets are still on sale through the Columbia Tribune's website. Go to sports. It should lead you right there. Uh, yeah. Uh, a couple other items before we get into Charles would be SC Media Days is only three weeks away. Three weeks from Monday. Yeah, it's crazy that it's already happening. Mizzou is the first team to speak on July 15th. Uh, I think it's in Birmingham, Alabama. We still are determining whether we can go or not, and we'll bring you that. And we'll probably have another, at least one more episode of the podcast before that happens. Uh, and I guess a quick football recruiting uh, updates before we head into the interview with Charles. Mizzou, I think, picked up two more recruits since the last time we recorded recorded a podcast. They're now at 10 overall, jumped up to 11th in the SEC and 32nd nationally, but they still only have one four-star recruit in Antonio Doyle from Lutheran North. They picked up Elijah Young from Knoxville. They picked up, uh, he has a three-star running back right on that four-star cusp. They picked up uh, Kavon Billingsley from East St. Louis, who really should be a four-star, but he was a three. And then Maurice Wren, a junior college transfer from Tyler in Texas. So yeah, now 10 commits overall. That should skyrocket by the time football season comes around August 2nd. All right. Well, thanks for listening to kind of this update portion. We'll go now into the interview with Charles Westmoreland. podcast right now is columbia daily tribune managing editor charles westmoreland how are you i'm doing well and uh i guess we should tell your listeners i'm managing editor for one more hour yes we're recording this right at about 4 p.m on the 20 21st and then once you leave the building in a little over an hour around an hour uh that that is your tour of duty here in columbia for about two years after that my next uh, profession i'm going to become a professional eric blum fan oh really do you have a fan club yet I think it's my parents, maybe my sister, probably not my sister, but... So I'm going to have to uh, fight for them for president of it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, That'll be a noble fight, but I appreciate that, Charles. Uh, Obviously, I think you were just in the corner just as much as uh, for Danny and Cam as well on this podcast, and uh, I guess just in your two years, your overall impression of Mizzou sports before we get into the trivia. There's been a lot more for people to be optimistic about in the last couple of years. I know the first couple of years of the SEC, Mizzou was at the top of its game, uh, you know, winning a, 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 conf- a divisional title in the conference. And uh, things, things got bad. Things got ugly. So there's been a lot of hope. But from everything I've seen the last couple of years, whether it's men's basketball, women's basketball, or football, uh, they've underperformed. And they haven't met the expectations. And, you know, my, my thought as somebody watching is if, you know, when – well, we, two porters, two porters down, uh, you know, a second round QB taken, but they couldn't get that bowl win. So I think next season it's going to be exciting seeing Kelly Bryant behind center, but I'm not sure if I would expect the team to be better than they were this year. 
Fair enough. All right. Uh, well, I have five trivia questions for Charles here because I know he has a very busy last day. We can get right into that. Five trivia questions. I don't know if he gets less than he's playing. If he's the Eric Blum fan club, I guess he's playing for me. So if he does doesn't do well, I'll take a punish. If he does well, we won't do one. I guess. All right. So the first question is. On February 3rd, 2018, Mizzou Athletics had arguably... Actually, before we get into that, these are all things that happened in the last two years, so Charles was in Columbia when all of these things happened. I thought that was fair. Okay, I, I, I wish you hadn't have said that. I, I could have had plausible deniability until now and said I was off that week. Uh, you might have been off that week, but this this is while, while you and the family at least lived here. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fair, let's fair. let's, let's you, hear them. You might have been off this the week, but on February 3rd, 2018, Mizzou Athletics had arguably its biggest program victory as a whole in your time here. That is my opinion, but maybe other people will disagree. When men's basketball defeated a ranked Kentucky team for the first time in, with a sold-out crowd of over 15,000 in attendance. Name either one of the Tigers who had the scoring lead that day. Okay, let's restate the question. This is one so, of the scoring Tigers. So, so the highest scoring individual Mizzou tig- yeah. Tiger men's basketball player in the in the win over, against Kentucky. That was it. Was not this past season, but the season before that. When when it was kind of their signature resume win, where that took them over in, into into the tournament. Okay, I I know who it is. The name is slipping me, but he was a guard and graduated last year. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, give me give me a hint here. He's now playing in Germany. That's not the hint I was looking for, um, like a, an initial name, because um, I know the name. He's but, not okay. So he, he didn't graduate th- this summer. He graduated yeah. or the, the year summer. Before yeah, that. right. The summer before that, he was yeah. a senior. Right. during the year that Michael Porter Jr. was on the team. Correct. Correct. Um, and, and it was it was a tie for the lead. Him and another person. You can name yeah. either one of the two of them. Uh, I, okay, I can't remember the other person, but I should know this guy because he came out of nowhere, averaged about seventeen points a game for him in the stretch. He was the heart of the team. That but, is the guy. Yep. Okay, so I know the guy. I do not know the name. Can I get a half point on this? Absolutely. Okay. His initials are KR. It's it's Robinson. Robertson. Robertson. Um Okay. Yeah. I'll give that. I'll give half point on that. It's Cassius Robertson. Cassius Robertson. Yes. Had of course 16. It was. He's playing for Berlin in Germany now. And then the other one was Jordan Barnett, uh, the former CBC guard who's now playing in the G League, I think, now for Fort Wayne. Uh yeah. But it's actually I, you knew you clearly knew who it was then. So on the other token, question number two, arguably Mizzou's most devastating loss in your time here, and at least definitely in my opinion, happened on October 27th, 2018. Is this in the Kentucky game? Yeah. Uh-huh. When the Tigers lost on a game-ending Kentucky touchdown after a controversial pass interference penalty on DeMarcus Acey and several other missteps. True or false? Missouri had zero second-half first downs in that game. I'm going to say, I want to say false to that. It's true. This or they, they, had zero? they had zero second half first downs. Wow. And even with that, they still almost won the game. Zero second half first downs. Sorry to remind any Mizzou fans of that, but that that is that is unfortunately that's that's in the memory. That was that in South Carolina kinda of, think back to back weeks or two out of three weeks, two of the worst losses that Mizzou's had in the last five years. I'd like another half point because I immediately knew we were talking Kentucky okay. game. So yeah, actually <laughs> that, that's weird. I just realized the most the the most impressive win and the most devastating loss for both of the hands of Kentucky. Uh, so number three, Missouri wrestling set its all time attendance record by nearly 2000 people on February. I think it was, Fe- I don't have the date on here. It was in February. I was across the street covering high school state wrestling at the time. It was February this past year, February, 2019 with 4,721 fans packing the Hearn center for regular season 
ending duel match. The Tigers' streak of 35 straight duels ended that day in a sudden victory win against what former Big 12 rival? This is a tough one. You got me, so I'm just going to have to take a stab at it. Okay, well, I I can let you talk it through here. There are only so many Big 12 programs that have wrestling because they have to take people from around the country as as that's as why there's an sec wrestling missouri's in the mac yeah. so think about the ones you know for sure have a wrestling program in the big 12 and guess one of those iowa iowa does have a wrestling program and Iowa is great but iowa is not the answer okay who's what's the answer to this oklahoma one? state i would not who, have who guessed the, oklahoma state oklahoma state was ranked second in the country the entire season and won on a heavyweight takedown all right. Well, actually, but at least you got to. That was that was not far off. I'm glad I didn't name a Big Ten team. No, uh, that Iowa. Actually, Iowa is in the Big Ten. Ah, oh, shoot. Yeah, hey, I, I didn't. And I didn't catch up the first time. Iowa is in the Big Ten. Yes, that's all right. Uh, Iowa State's in the Big Twelve. Ah, that's that's probably where I got. And confused. they both have really good wrestling teams. Uh, number four, arguably the most influential athlete to compete in Columbia time here was probably Sophie Cunningham. You probably agree. Uh, the former Rockbridge grad. She was the leading scorer for Mizzou women's basketball last season by more than five points per game. Who is second? Multiple choice. Do you have a guess okay. off the top? No, I don't have a guess off the top. Okay. A, Lauren Aldridge. B, Amber Smith. C, Sierra Porter. Oh, I'm going to go, uh, what was the first one, Aldridge? I'm going to go Aldridge. It is not Aldridge. And I don't think it's Sierra Porter, is it? It is Sierra? No, it, was, it is not Sierra okay, Porter. Okay, so it's Amber Smith. Yes, it is Amber Smith. Amber Smith had 12 points uh Sophie had around 18. And then finally, and this is kind of, I guess, more of going to be a straight-up guess, because I don't, I don't expect you to know as much as the reporters do, obviously. I never do. Yeah. <laughs> well, well uh, it was a big storyline at the end of the year. Maybe you can remember it for uh, Mizzou baseball. Name any of the three, as many as you can, of the SEC baseball themes that Mizzou failed to defeat at all this year or last. Okay, name a team. Na- f- there are three SEC teams Mizzou failed to beat in baseball this year or last who are they and do i need to name all three you don't have to name all three if you don't is need to. vanderbilt one no they're not mizzou beat vanderbilt this year i'm gonna guess florida lsu arkansas auburn okay there are only three florida and arkansas were two of them okay. the other one was georgia I would. Ne- I never would have guessed Georgia. I just expect Georgia to be good at almost everything. Yeah. So the three that Mizzou could not beat were Florida, Georgia, and Arkansas. So yeah, you did pretty well. I think I'd still deserve to take a punishment because I'm me. But you know. Uh, okay. Well, we. I'll let my. I'll let my replacement decide on the punishment. So ex- expect that sometime in the future. All right. Well, we'll definitely come back for you soon. Uh, if anything else, we'll just have kind of a closing thoughts. Uh, any closing thoughts about Mizzou sports before we uh, end this episode, Charles? One of the highlights in coming here was being able to watch uh, the football team the last couple of years. I, I love football. I love college football. Uh, I went to the University of Louisville. So being able to root against Kentucky uh, is really one of the best things that of living in Missouri. Um, I... Well, you know, the rivalry between Louisville and Kentucky is pretty well known. It's like a North Carolina Duke type rivalry or Missouri versus anything in Kansas rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's last, uh, you know, the first year I was here, I went to every single home game and it was it was fun to watch. There was so much excitement and, you know, watching the way that the team has been able to rebound. I mean, in 2000, uh, the 2017, 18 season, when they rolled off, I think five victories in a row yeah, to they, become yeah. bowl eligible, uh, was exciting. 
thing. Uh, you know, the basketball team, I mean, you know, that first year when they had um, Michael Porter Jr. and he was injured the whole year, they still pulled out 20 wins. So I think people in Missouri and, uh, you know, Mizzou fans have a lot to be hopeful for. The program is tr- is raising the bar back to where people are used to it being. Um and so, you know, it's there's optimism. I know that there's some that, you know, hate the idea that they ever left the Big 12 in the first place. But now we get to see them against the best. And what I hope to see from the football team this upcoming year is uh, not just beat the teams that they're supposed to beat or beating the Tennessees and the Floridas when they're having their off years. But, you know, take out an LSU, take out an Auburn and, you know, work up to the point where they can start competing on a better level with Georgia and Alabama. All right. Well, that was Charles Westmoreland, the managing editor for about 58 more minutes at the Columbia Daily Tribune. Uh, appreciate you taking time out of, I know it's a really, it's supposed to be a last relaxing day, but your last day kind of hasn't been all that relaxing. You've been running <laughs> no. all over the place. So I appreciate you taking your time out and uh, joining us at least for, I don't know if he had ever been on the podcast before we talked about, he's the, you're the voice that people yeah. used to hear at the beginning of episodes explain the fifth down game, but I don't know if he'd actually ever made a live appearance before. No, I haven't. I had talked to Cameron about it and I have talked to Danny and you know, it, they never let me on. And uh, now neither one of them is here now, so yes. maybe those two things are related. I don't, I don't no, know. I'm but... kidding. They both <laughs> left on their own and went to other places, and uh, we, we're on good terms. Yeah. Danny's so good, thank yeah. you, though, for finally letting me on the Mizzou Sports Podcast. This has been a goal since I got here. All right. I guess uh, as a tribute to Cam, and because I know you you were good friends with Cam, cue the outro music. We'll see you guys next time. See you. Thanks, thanks Eric. Mizzou's Sports Podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher.